This is the Scoop Duck Podcast. Scoop Duck Podcast. Scoop Duck Podcast. Every game. You are going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, look, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted! Intercepted! The next the ball! Every story. If we just continue to push and grind and go and take care of our guys, it's going to be built to last. The Scoop Duck Podcast. Scoop Duck owner, Justin Hopkins. And Matt Bagley from 96.1, 580, The Game. Hey, everybody. Scoop Duck and Hi-Fi, our podcast that focuses on all things ducks, college football, basketball. And this week, we got to talk about those diamond sports as well. My name is Matt Bagley. I'm joined by Justin Hopkins, owner and editor of ScoopDuck.com. And let's start on the diamond, my friend. I asked you last pod how much duck baseball you'd watched this year. My guess is that number went way up in the last week. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and and, and that number that number probably uh, uh, doubled in the last two days. So, <laughs> uh, which which is unfair to unfair to baseball. It deserves its due, but uh, you know, with the uh, spring football spring ball being a little later than you usual this year uh you know and just kind of the recruiting calendar being a little bit different than usual um you know that's just that was an unfortunate byproduct of that but i will say like everybody else that's probably in a similar situation as i those last two games were really fun to watch and and uh you know i think you can see that you know for a team that was not highly regarded entering the season you know i think there's a lot of optimism for this baseball team uh you know moving ahead yeah yeah, that's my takeaway. They lose by a run last night, close game. LSU, uh, the the three seed, they weren't predicted to win this regional, but they're a good team. They've been here before. I think Oregon under Waz, the way he's recruited, it's right on par with everything we say about Coach Cristobal and Kelly Graves. The way he's recruited, this team is going to be really good for a long time. Yeah, you know, we, you know, we do often give Coach Lombardi a lot of praise, which she does deserve, uh, you know, and I was able to meet her last week and, and uh, you know, just on that note, came away, uh, you know, it was, it was more of a, of a um, you know, like a social setting, I should say, but uh, came away really impressed with, with how personable she was, um, how well she interacted with folks and just, you know, I think she kind of gets the, you know, I don't want to use this word because it's not going to be good, but kind of that bitchy narrative, you know, that she kind of looks like she just doesn't interact much. And I was, you know, I was blown, blown away by how well she carried herself and, and how personable and she was totally smiling. But anyway, yeah, back to the men, like you said, you know, it, it's clear that coach Waz is recruiting at a good level. Um, it's clear that some of the veteran players believe in him because they decided to return and, and made a big difference to this baseball team. Uh, you know, so that was good for him. And, uh, you know, once again, as I said in the, in the opening statement, you know, I think I think baseball, at least in terms of the trajectories on is on the right path and headed the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to see that program grow and, and win and, and get back to a regional, get to a super regional, compete for a national title someday under the, the tenure of uh, Waz and company. We got a weird pod today. I got to be honest, like on one hand. I got to high five you because you went out and got a couple of really cool new guests for us. On the other hand, this is going to be busy. We got a lot to get to. One guest waiting in the wings right now, six foot four, 310 pound defensive tackle, and he committed to the Ducks over a couple of Pac 12 schools. We're going to talk to Sir Mels. Uh, Before we bring him on, what are you most excited to ask him about? You know, I, I think it's one thing, uh, you know, for what I do when you talk to these young men and, and, and you do the write-ups and you put it in print and the fans get to read it. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but it's different when the recruit or the student athlete gets to tell the story themselves. You get to hear the tone in their voice. You get to hear their own excitement. They might have a little something extra to add that they, you know, maybe didn't think about in the interview. Uh, so I think it's just kind of good you, I th- I believe I believe one of the reasons people follow recruiting as closely as they do, and I've said it before, 
it's really fun to get to know these stories before, you know, they're the guys like getting to know Marcus Mariota before he's Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. uh, or DeForest Buckner or, you know, you name Kayvon Thibodeau. The, the list goes on and on. And I, I think that's what makes recruiting really fun as you get to kind of remember, oh, man, I remember when Sir Mel's committed to Oregon, you know, and he was so excited about it. And I was really excited about him. And, and here he is three years later and he's the guy, you know, and, and that's. You know, to me, you know, I think Jordan Scott really emphasizes that the fact that here's a kid that committed to Oregon sight unseen and ended up having a really good career at Oregon. You know, I know he endeared himself to a lot of duck fans. So, uh, and I believe personally with this, the reason I had Sir Mel's on, uh, he was the first person I asked, and and the reason I wanted him the most is I think he's going to kind of be that uh, that that lead recruiter of the class. You have somebody who commits early. You know, last year, I think it was Keith Brown kind of taking the reins there and being that guy. I see that Sir Mel's uh, could possibly be that person. It, it certainly seems that way. Kind of the lead recruiter, you'll see him active on social media trying to get guys to join mm-hmm. Oregon. And I think that's very important. And I think fans will, uh, you know, really take to him and his personality. So I'm excited for him to be able to kind of tell his story on his own. Yeah, personality pops. Kids from Henderson, Nevada, that's a suburb of Vegas, so he comes from a place that's larger than life, and we all just hope he'll play that way. Uh, Sir Mel's massive, again, 6'4", 310, massive D-tackle committing to the Ducks. We're going to talk to him next. 6'4", 310, I'm clearly beating a dead horse talking about that measurable but that's what gets me excited because you just can't coach that this kid's got it sir mel's he committed to oregon a couple days ago over some other big schools in the pac-12 let's start with the obvious question sir why'd you pick oregon why do i pick oregon oregon is an amazing place i mean all the way from the janitor all the way to the head coach, the people there, higher energy, the, the academics is top level. I mean, Oregon is just nothing to really hate about Oregon. And if you have the opportunity to go to Oregon, it's, it's just it's impossible to just to overcome that. Then pass that school. I mean, Oregon, like you said, is one of the best schools in the country, and I couldn't pass that up. Now, I know, uh, you know, when we spoke last week heading into this visit, sir, you had other official visits lined up. Did you at all, you know, just before you even stepped foot on campus in Eugene, did you, you know, did it kind of enter your mind like, hey, there's a possibility I might commit this weekend or, you know, if, I, if this thing goes well, I might commit or, or did it just kind of overwhelm you and, you and you made the decision while you were on the visit? Honestly, I was thinking about committing to Oregon for months. I mean, we have a very strong relationship and it was some place I wanted to be. I just want to go up there and experience, experience the whole place. So, yeah, I did have the intention of coming in, committing on the trip and, when I felt like the time was right, I talked to my family, sat down with my mom, we talked, and then I knew it was the right place for me, so I committed on the spot on Saturday. What'd you like about Eugene? Well, like everything. I mean, there's nothing really to hate. I mean, I live in Las Vegas, so it's like 190 degrees 24-7. <laughs> I went out there, I had a little, I had a slight chance of rain, and I was like, oh my God, I'm loving this place. I mean, it was 78, 79, it was just beautiful. But everything, the whole atmosphere of Eugene was just beautiful. The people around it, the environment, even the um, the restaurant owners, they, they just love Eugene. I was like, okay, I definitely want to be here. So one question, you know, off of what you said there, you're coming from, you know, the area of Las Vegas. You know, everybody knows Vegas, lots going on, lots of activity, always something to do, always somewhere to be. Eugene's, you know, much smaller, quainter, quieter, you know, a little bit more slow pace. Is that something that you really liked about Eugene? Is that, you know, I mean, was that something that kind of, you, hey, I wouldn't mind slowing it down a little bit and really just having a chance to focus on football. Was that an attraction for you? Definitely it was. I mean, as you know, Eugene is very small, so everything is involved around University of Oregon. And just having that, like Las Vegas, it's, a, it's big. I mean, we have the Strip and uh, other places, and it's big. So being able to go to a state like that and somewhere small where it's less compact, the population is way smaller than where I'm from, I definitely enjoy that. So it's less distracting not to worry about. So you and your family, I, if I recall correctly, I think uh, mom, dad, and little sister came. Is that right? Oh, it was my mom, my uncle, my auntie, and their kids. Oh, that's right. That's right. I knew you had some family in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking to your mom, talk, talking to your auntie and uncle and everybody else, I and mean, what did they kind of think of Eugene? Were they as impressed with you, as, as impressed as you were with it, or what, what was kind of their thoughts? Oh, they loved it. I mean, 
uh, the whole the whole atmosphere there and the energy it just it made them like want to know more about Eugene and Oregon and we definitely have to learn more about it and their experience in Eugene I mean it was all our first time going to Eugene so it was just they started off strong and that was like I can definitely see my my kid playing here and that's when I pulled the trigger and my family did nothing but support me the whole way you were targeted by a few other big programs. I'm thinking about some of the big dogs in the Pac-12 that all had you on their radar. What made Oregon different? What made Oregon different? Uh, how they recruited me, the way they recruited me. I mean, every day they would either call me or my mom. It's not a day that go by that I wouldn't hear from somebody from Oregon. It might be Coach Cristobal, Coach Halavea, uh, Don Johnson, Coach D.R. Mola. It's like every day I'll hear from somebody and the way they recruited me, it's like I can tell they really wanted me and they wanted me to come to school and bring what I have to the plate. And ever since then, I was like, okay, this place really wanted me. Okay, I'm going to just I'm gonna commit. So, you know, let's take a step back, kind of walk me through uh, this weekend for you. Not on a step-by-step basis. I don't need to know what you had for lunch on Friday, but you, know, <laughs> you, 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 you fly into Eugene, you got you and your family, get off the plane. You know, from that point, what were maybe two or three highlights of the weekend for you from this weekend? Oh, man, when I landed, it was like, so I landed like 12 o'clock midnight Friday. I got off the plane. I turned the corner. I have the whole uh, University of Oregon coaching staff right there clapping me in. And that moment, I was like, okay, that's nothing but love because it's 12 o'clock at night. All the coaches have kids, wife. They should be at home, but instead they're at the airport welcoming me into Eugene. And that's probably the biggest moment that I've seen. Like, that, that's nothing but love. Another part was just the whole the whole coaching staff. I mean, it's like the janitor even said something to me. I was like, that's crazy. Like, everybody is like, it's so, it's like, it's warming, definitely warming. But I say the biggest thing was the coaches welcomed me in when I got off the plane. So you're, I just, I want to clarify, make sure you're telling me that, that pretty much all of the, the coaching staff was at the airport at midnight when you got off the plane, including Coach Chris Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Coach Cristobal was there. Coach Salavea. I mean, all the position coaches on defense was there. A few offensive coaches was there. But, yeah, basically the whole coaching staff was there copying me on. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Could, you know, I'm going to – I know you can't – I know you can't answer this completely fairly, but is there another program that you can imagine doing that where the head coach is there to greet you off the plane? Honestly, I can't even answer that question. I mean, like I said, Oregon was the, they was the hardest to recruit me, and I definitely can't see another program having a whole coaching staff there. But, I mean, Oregon, they did it, so, I mean, I can't complain about it. Do you know what you want to study when you get to Oregon? Uh, communication. I want to major in communication and minor in music production. Whoa. Whoa. That's awesome. Yes, nice. sir. Very diverse. Very diverse. So, you know, kind of from this weekend, sir, uh, you know, obviously it was one of the uh, headliner uh, official visit weekends around the country, really, including yourself. Uh, you know, Jalen Sneed, Robbie Snelling. I know there was TJ Dudley, some other guys, Cyrus Moss. Who did you kind of have a chance to talk with? Who do you feel really, you know, might have really, really enjoyed their trip? What, what's some of the, you know, what's some of the scoop you can provide from, from being there uh, behind closed doors? I mean, I got the knee uh, landing and Stefan Johnson. I mean, them, them guys, they committed to Oregon. So, I mean, it was on me harder than the coaching staff was on. It was like, man, we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. I was like, man, just give me time. I want to see everything. And those two guys, I mean, they welcomed me. As soon as I got off the plane, I went to the hotel. I met them. It was, it's just instantly we started connecting. I was like, okay, he's, he's a group of guys I definitely can see myself playing against or playing with. And I was like, man. But, yeah, TJ Dudley, he's, a, he's an athlete. I mean, Cameron Williams, he's an athlete. Bobby there's definitely a bunch of group of there's a group group of guys that's definitely hard work and I could definitely see myself playing with. But you never know. They might end up committing at the end of the month. I know a couple of the guys playing on committing at the end of the month, but I'm not gonna say no names, but yeah, I got some inside school. But yeah, I definitely know who we we getting at the end of the month. So uh, you know, when we were hyping you up to bring you on, sir, you know, one of the things I mentioned is I felt that it seemed with your personality and your presence on social media. You know, you might be a guy that that ends up being one of the the, the leaders of of recruiting from the commits. Uh, you know, Keith Brown is somebody that I recognized did that very much last year. Jackson Powers Light, same thing, both at Oregon now. Uh, I mean, do you kind of see yourself as that kind of guy, or was I way off base there? 
Oh, yes, sir. Definitely. I mean, all the coaches from Oregon, they was like, man, you're the type of guy that I know that I'm going to leave this class and recruit for us. And I was like, that's, that's what I'm basically what I'm here for. I mean, I'm just going to make Oregon the best as it can be. And finding guys with the same potential and the same goals as me, I would love to play with. So, yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely can say I'm so I'm a recruit class to commit. So, definitely, whoever guy want to come to Oregon and put the work in, definitely, I'll definitely uh, put the word in for them. So, besides, um, you know, the other official visitors, visitors that were on campus with you who are maybe and and I know you're this will I know you'll continue to kind of evolve with this but who are maybe two or three guys right off the bat that you know hey I'm going to be working these guys I want to bring them with me to Oregon who's a couple guys you want to kind of target and, and start recruiting yourself uh definitely Anthony Jones he that's my teammate from Liberty Anthony Jones uh Zion Branch uh, Zion Branch's little brother, Zachariah Branch, definitely Cyrus Moss is definitely a group of guys I definitely want to play with. Uh, Javante Barnes, the running back from Desert Pines out here, that's another guy I want to target. So definitely, we, Vegas got some talent that I definitely want to come to EG with me. So I'm going to recruit them as far as I can and hopefully get get the opportunity to work with them. You know, on the heels of that, I, you, you mentioned something that I wasn't really thinking about, but, you know, something that has developed the last two, three, four years is like you said, uh, Las Vegas and the greater area there of Nevada is starting to really produce some, some really good football talent. Uh, I mean, is there anything in particular that you think contributes to that? Or is it just a matter of maybe that, you know, the guys are getting uh, noticed and the exposure that maybe they weren't in previous years? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, Vegas, we're trying to come put the, put Vegas on the map. So guys like me, Anthony Jones, Zion, Brent, Cyrus Moss, we're just trying to make a name for our state and hopefully get some dogs out. And go to Division One, so definitely Vegas is coming up in the next few years. You're going to turn into a football state like Texas, California, uh, Florida. It's also a big state, so we're trying to make Vegas just like them. So, a couple of questions as as we I don't I guess gear up towards kind of wrapping up a little bit, but uh, obviously you know you weren't able to play last season for various reasons. Um, moving forward, you know, assuming you stay committed to Oregon, you're going to play a senior season. Are you planning on graduating early? What are you looking forward to for this season? You know, what, what's kind of ahead for you that, that isn't necessarily uh, pertaining to recruiting? Oh, man, I have a lot of weight on my shoulders coming in as an Oregon committee. I mean, people expect big things. I mean, I'm going to do that. But um, I'm just coming in, keep my head high, remain humble. Finish my senior season. It's my last year of uh, high school, so I'm going to finish strong. And I don't have intentions of leaving early. I plan on leaving of August of next year. I don't have any intention of leaving early, like I said, but I just want to come in my senior season, finish it up. I mean, I'm a team captain, so just keep the leadership going, uh, keep my guys focused and finish up and start a new chapter at the University of Oregon. Uh, you know, I asked this of, of, of everyone, uh, you know, five stars, three stars, everybody's got something to work on in their game. Everyone does. And what are a couple things that maybe heading into this season heading into fall camp and stuff like that. What are a couple of things that you really want to work on in your own game personally? I definitely work on staying on my, being lighter on my feet. I thought I could be way lighter on my feet as time goes. I mean, I have a bunch of room for improvement. Nobody's ever perfect. Just when you think you're perfect, is there something, something else you can work on? So definitely having light feet, using my hands for it, using my length. Definitely work on that coming up in this upcoming season. Uh, I think last question for me, and, and Matt might have one of his own to follow, but last one for me, an important one, committed to Oregon. Uh, you had some other visits lined up for the rest of this month. You're committed now. Are you still going to take other trips? Or are you, are, I mean, are you taking just a trip to Oregon and calling it good? What's kind of your plan moving forward there? Uh, so right now, I cancel all my trips. I mean, like you said, I'm committed to Oregon, so I want to show anybody else no attention. I want to focus on one school, one school only. And that's the University of Oregon. So I canceled all my visits for the month of June. I only took one visit. I have four more to go, but I'm, I'm staking with University of Oregon. All right, that settles it. This guy's a duck. Yes, sir. I'm a duck. Yeah. Yes, sir. Good. Well, sir, uh, from Matt and myself, I know I asked for the questions, but we do both appreciate you coming on and making time. And like I said, I, I feel like it gives you a little better chance to you know, maybe talk about things that don't necessarily show up in the written interviews. And, and uh, uh, you know, I know uh, I know Matt and I would both love to have you on again, maybe as you get closer to your season and this fall and just kind of see where things are at for you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Real quick, have you ever, ever in all your years working with ESPN 24-7, now Scoop Duck, ever had a kid tell you, 
that the janitor was involved in their recruitment. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Maybe not outside of some really wild story, but no. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've said as much on the board. Uh, you know, I, I think Oregon, uh, as we entered the month of June, was a little light on, and I don't, I don't mean this from Scoop Duck. I just mean for, for the program. I think they were a little light on juice. You know, there was a, there was a lull there of two or three weeks. There hadn't been a commit in a while. A lot of the guys that had committed are from out of the area, which makes it a little bit harder for fans to have an attachment with. You know, a guy like Trajan Williams, you know, out of the Portland area, it's a lot easier to have an attachment with them because you've probably seen him play. You've watched him grow up. Right. You know, a lot of other things. You know, you know somebody that knows him, whatever. Um, and, and I felt like, you know, through most of May, there just wasn't a lot of juice for the program. And I, I think that that's gone. Yeah, I mean, I think there's juice in abundance now from the weekend. And I, I think the staff nailed, you know, all the visits. And one thing that really comes to mind is, is, you know, the, the devil's in the detail, right? I mean, there's every little bit. And to your point, the janitor knows about some of the guys on campus, Mario Cristobal. And even if it was only two thirds of his staff, we're at the airport at midnight on a Thursday night welcoming a recruited. I mean, that's just, mm -hmm. you know, crazy. I, I just think that, you know, everything, you know, for the last couple of weeks was probably a lot of planning for this weekend and for those moments. And, you know, when you have a head coach that almost to a fault is that involved in recruiting, those are some of the outcomes you also get, you know, from that attention to detail uh, in recruiting, because I know, you know, there isn't an edit, you know, we're talking about the edits that the recruits get and, and get, you know, sent to them and whatnot and posted on social media. There isn't an edit that goes out of that building that Mario Cristobal hasn't seen, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and, and again, you and I are talking, you, you got the duck CEO that has so many other things on his plate to worry about and he's paying attention to a small detail like that. So, um, you know, again, when we're talking about a, a janitor knowing which recruits are on campus, uh, I don't know. Maybe Mario Cristobal gave him the play sheet and said, here's the guys that are going to be walking around and give him a high five. I don't think you never know, but it's it's pretty crazy to think about. And it, and it really makes you just kind of marvel at the, you know, at the way Oregon is recruiting right now. Yeah. Imagine being that guy, by the way. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to offend or insult anybody that has that profession, but, you know, normally in that line of work, you might be thinking about your, your technique with a mop or how you're going to clean something, what that process is like. This guy goes home and his wife asks him how's work, and he says, well, I've got to memorize 10 recruits coming in the building. How crazy is that? <laughs> right. Yeah, which, again, you and I are not saying that that's what happened, but, I mean, let's be real. It's certainly plausible, given yeah. Mario Cristobal. You know, probably there isn't another head coach in the country that it, that you would consider that with, but, uh, you know, with Mario Cristobal, it's, you know, I, you know, the other part about that is is maybe, you know, you know Mario Cristobal does such a good job of, of you know, getting to know everybody in the building and maybe they've had a conversation and, you know, just caught him at the right time and said, Hey, look, yeah, you know, I really like recruiting. I, I love what you're doing. Like, Oh, well, I'll make sure you know who's coming next time. Or, I don't know. Who knows? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, but yeah, it's definitely pretty cool. The other thing that stood out to me from that conversation was Sir Mel's six four three ten D tackle commit from Henderson, Nevada, just outside Vegas is the warmth of his personality. You compared him to Fat Mac, Jordan Scott. I think you're right on. I got Troy Dye glimpses as well. Just there's a warmth, a charisma, a leadership that you hear in his voice, the way he talks, the way he carries himself. And I, I think every locker room needs a couple guys like that. Yeah. You know, one thing that I noticed uh, typically, and, I, and I, I, I hate to stereotype because I know what that does and I don't want to anger anybody typically. Okay. From my line of work, the last 10, 12, however long I've been doing this, when you talk to most players that play defensive line for the most part, especially interior defensive linemen, there's nothing wrong with them. They just typically don't say a lot. It's pretty short answers. You don't really get a lot of enunciation or elaboration on things. And Sir Mel's is the opposite of that. He's very well spoken. He has no problem 
you know, sharing about anything. He, you know, speaks really well. Uh, and, you know, like you and I have talked about before, it makes our job incredibly easy when they're doing more of the talking, um, you know, and, and it's, it's, an, and it's, an, it's enjoyable. So I, I think it was nice and refreshing to see that just somebody that plays the position he does, you know, was willing to give such good answers and in such great detail. Um, again, really makes our job seem really easy. We just ask a, a simple question and off they go. And uh, I really enjoyed the interview from that. And, and that'll make him a strong recruiter as well. That'll make him a big personality that, that other uh, players, recruits, commits are attracted to as well. Yeah. Um, we're, we're going to talk to Stefan Johnson's father in a couple of minutes, uh, learn about their family and, and their commitment to Oregon. Um, how do you think he compares with uh, the young man we just spoke with, Sir Mel's? Well, you know, now, you know, the reason I did this this way is, um, you know, we were able to kind of gain a perspective from a recruit, from, you know, somebody that came in, what they saw, what they liked, what the staff was doing right, all of that stuff. Now we're going to get that vantage point of the same weekend from a parent, uh, a, a parent who's also a coach, you know, so somebody who knows the recruiting game somebody who's likely been through this process before in one way or another. And, you know, obviously Sir Mel's was plenty mature for a high school student, but you're going to get somebody that's a little bit more mature, a little bit more of a seasoned veteran. And we're going to be able to gain their perspective on this thing. Not to mention the fact that we're going to be talking to somebody that's, you know, centralized in the state of Texas. And we're seeing Oregon prioritize that state of Texas and really trying to build inroads uh, you know, into recruiting there. And I think it will be refreshing to hear somebody that's probably grown up, uh, you know, around the Texas or Texas A&M programs and, and how they've done things to just kind of gain a perspective of how Oregon is maybe different, maybe better, maybe worse, and, 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 and just kind of get all of that information from them. What I think is interesting, when you look at the map of, of where these kids are coming from, Sir Mel's comes from Vegas, and... Johnson comes from North Texas. Are you surprised that Oregon has success there? Um, you know, I, I am, I am, and I'm not, you know, I mean, for, for the Oregon has had mixed success in the state of Texas, uh, even prior to Mario Cristobal. So, you know, that's one thing that, that doesn't surprise me that you see Oregon, you know, trying to break back in Darren Thomas, the Michael James, those are the obvious names, Josh Huff, that folks can attribute to, you know, having success with Texas athletes. Um, but that said, since Mario Cristobal's, you know, come to Oregon and become the head coach, we haven't seen them really make a big push into Texas. They've kind of dabbed their foot here and there on occasional recruits. Uh, Jalen Waddell being the, the most notable one in my mind that Oregon went after, obviously went to Alabama and now to the NFL. Um, but, you know, you're seeing success now with Oregon recruiting the state of Texas with Stefan Johnson, with Lando Hullaby, uh, you know, getting Cam Williams on, on campus this weekend, having a five-star offensive tackle and Kelvin Banks on campus currently right now as we record this. So um, I, I like them making the effort. And I, I believe I believe that they see an opening, an opening with the fact that you got a new head coach and Steve Sarkeesian there has had a bit of a mixed resume in terms of his coaching in the past. Obviously, highly, highly successful as the OC at Alabama, but that's not a head coach. Um, you know, so I, I think you see an opening and I think Chris Ball is trying to take advantage, I think, of, of the coaching change at Texas. Um, you know, Steve Sarkeesian's there now and at least as a head coach has had uh, mixed results from his time at Washington and USC, um, you know, highly, highly successful as the OC at Alabama, uh, but that's just offensive coordinator. So there's so much talent in the state of Texas, you know, why not, you know, I think he sees an opening, why not attack a little bit? And uh, hopefully that can bear success in this recruiting cycle and future recruiting cycles for the Ducks. Okay. Um, We're just a couple of minutes away from that conversation with the elder, Stephon Johnson. He's a coach. His son is a wide receiver commit for the Ducks. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about in the recruiting world? 
you know, I, I, you know, obviously we'll get a little bit more intel from, as you said, the elder Stephon Johnson, Coach Johnson, um, and his vantage point to what makes Oregon attractive. Not only what makes Oregon attractive when you visit, but you know what would lure a kid from the state of Texas, uh, you know, to Oregon, to Eugene, Oregon. So, you know, those are all good things. But I, I love the fact that, you know, I think that this staff has really put themselves in a position to be able to really kind of hone in on the guys that they really want in this class. And what I mean by that is, you know, there was, uh, you know, uh, at least as far as I could tell from other sources, there were some other official visits that were maybe uh, uh, possible to happen, you know, being talked about for this weekend and uh, this next weekend that's coming up in a few days. And I think the staff's been, been fortunate to put themselves in a position where they can be actually somewhat selective at this point. Um, really hone in on the guys that they want to round out this recruiting class, really hone in on the guys that they think they have a shot with. Uh, and if that means you can bring in a guy like a, a Jalen Sneed or a TJ Dudley, you know, both four-star top 100 level linebackers, uh, you know, that are over on the Eastern seaboard. I think that speaks volumes to how hard they work when we're not paying attention. And it, you know, what that means is they're making the phone calls and, and doing the zoom calls and, and, you know, sending the edits and stuff like that. And here we are just in June. Official visits have just started. Uh, and I think the Ducks are off and running and rocking and rolling, um, you know, really well. And, uh, you know, again, I, I just the way that this program's recruiting, the way that Coach Cristobal is recruiting, um, you got to think they're being set up for the long haul because they're just bringing in so much talent that even if you're an average coach, you're still going to win a lot of football games because you got some really good football players on your roster. Yeah, no doubt. So I, I'll be honest, I don't have any other recruiting questions, and, and the ones I can have, I want to save for our next guest. How was your Memorial Day weekend? Well, uh, I don't know about you, but mine was spent virtually at a soccer field all weekend. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, but, but I, I say that jokingly. And I say it with, with absolute joy in my heart. You know, my, my kids have grown up. I've grown up uh, playing in the Rogue Memorial Challenge, the huge soccer tournament that's down here, you know, every year, Memorial Day weekend. And, uh, you know, last year, obviously with the pandemic, it wasn't, you know, wasn't able to happen. It didn't take place. And, uh, you know, really happy that the, the boys were able to do that this weekend. Um, you know, my, my youngest son is on his team's actually really strong. They're both on the premier team, but his team's really strong and, and they won. They took first place. Uh, my, my older son, uh, is on a pretty good team. Um, you know, but they, uh, they took third place instead of first place, but, uh, yeah, it was uh Saturday, Sunday and Monday all at a soccer field. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm, how about you? How about you? You probably fared a little better. Well, I, I didn't have to deal with rogue memorial challenge but uh but i, I know from experience that can get crazy because uh I, i've interviewed the uh director of the rogue valley timbers a ton on my show over the years uh, for me my holiday was nice because i don't normally get a monday that i can take off um and so i i think i just slept and vegged all day monday <laughs> but uh the, the other thing is um, my birthday was in late February and my fiance bought me a smoker cause she knows I've gotten way into grilling. I'm that guy now. Um, and it's not a Traeger. It's not computerized. I don't have, you know, a $600 outdoor oven. Basically I've got a little, you know, cheapo charcoal smoker, but I've practiced on it almost every weekend since I got it. And Memorial Day, we made uh, the best smoked chicken I've ever done on that smoker. So nice. um, I was I was pretty happy with it, you know. Just you're, you're getting it down then a yeah. little better. Well, you know, I I sucked at first, and and part of it is the smoker is it's cheap. Like um, if you're if you're one of them smoker nerds, I know you got some folks on your boards that that would know what I mean by this. Uh, ECB El Cheapo Brinkman is the, the acronym I'm thinking of. I have an <laughs> offshoot of that smoker. It needed to be thoroughly modified and there's all sorts of cheats I have to do in terms of what I put in it and, and how I manage things. Um, 
it's it's not a set and forget it like getting a Traeger, getting something really nice. But um, yeah, after about three months of screw ups, tasty screw ups none, nonetheless, um, I, I finally have something I'm proud of. So it was a good weekend. Oh, I think that yeah, you know, I, I mean, there's something to be said for for what you're talking about. I think it, you know, kind of going through those ups and downs and kind of having to learn makes you smarter. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like you said. There's really nothing to a trigger. It's like, oh, yeah. what temperature? Yep, just turn to the temperature and walk off. You right. Know, and and, I, and I'm not crapping <laughs> on them. Like they're great. I wish I had one. They're great. Right. But um, but yeah, I I definitely know way more about that world than I would have if I had just gotten one of those. Um, right. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good weekend, and um, no, just just kicking back with family, um, and. And, and trying to relax because you you know this and and I know your family can relate I'm sure your kids have dealt with this over the past 16 months it's been a really hard stretch and yeah. to have a day off on a Monday when Mondays are normally terrible for everybody that felt really good yeah oh you're right it's everybody needs well I mean I don't even, I don't even know necessarily that it's, it's pandemic related. I just, I mean, we have, as human beings, we have gotten so busy in our lives that it's, it's kind of hard to just have, you know, like you said, just that day, like, okay, well I could do this and I could do this, but gosh, I kind of just want to sit here today or, you know, whatever mess with my barbecue and, you know, just kind of do, just kind of tink around. Um, it it definitely kind of makes you appreciate those days. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Having, Having five kids, I can tell you those days don't come around here often. <laughs> when's the uh, when, when's the best sleep of your year? Like, do you get more than six or seven hours in a night when you have that many kids? Um, you know, yeah, I do. I need. I need it. I'm not. I am not <laughs> Mario Cristobal. I cannot operate on four or five hours of sleep or whatever he operates on. I just. I can't do it. Um. You know, so for me, I, I'm pretty fortunate that, you know, outside of the one, uh, you know, 10, 10 year old, uh, you know, everybody for the most part, part can kind of put themselves to bed, you know, at this point. So, you know, come 10, 10, 30, uh, you know, I'll just kind of look at them like I'm going to bed. You know, if you wake up tired in the morning, it's on you. <laughs> so um, that's kind of how we roll a little bit, but not always but a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I um I'm I'm with you there. I'm not Mario Cristobal either. Like I don't drink coffee, so I, I that's that's one strike off the list. I can't do the Cuban coffee life like he does. But um even if I did, it, it just it wouldn't wouldn't help me at all. Like I got to get my eight hours of sleep or I'm screwed. Yeah, and I don't know that I get I get eight, but I'm sure I'm certainly not going to operate on four, five, or six. Not at least not consistently. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, try any new beers that you liked lately? Uh, you know, I, so two things, actually, I was going to mention this a few minutes ago. So I was at Costco before we started recording, which right. I have a love hate relationship with Costco. I saw that on Twitter. Well, I mean, the reality is I walked in for a big thing of Powerade and I was at, walked out $350 later. So I either got a, a a crap ton of uh, Powerade or I bought other stuff. Well, I bought other stuff. Obviously. So um, the reason I bring that up is a, when we were talking about grilling, I walked through there and they had some big uh, Jim Bowie, green mountain edition smoker thing. That was absolutely massive. I'm looking at like, holy, you know, all digital, you know, just super impressed. It was like 700 bucks. I'm like, man, I definitely need that. And then it's like, no, you don't need that. Just walk out the door. But, uh, but yeah, that was that was the one thing. But the other thing, I walked down the beer aisle and they had um, Stickman Brewing uh, socks and sandals, which is a hazy IPA. I have I have not tried it. Obviously, you and I are recording this, so I have I haven't tried it. But it's in the fridge. Uh, excited to try that. And I did see that this year's uh, three way IPA from Fort George is out, and I don't have a can yet, but I'm certain that I will get that fixed this week. So those are the. Those are the two that are on my list right now. Yeah, I, I'm trying to reduce my beer. And I, I say that like probably four or five times a year. 
So, you know, I, I'm kind of laughing at myself thinking about it. But um, wh- where I am in the Portland area, it's so hard. It's so hard to say, like, I, I'm going to take two weeks off or three weeks off because I can go down to John's Marketplace in um, in Hillsdale and oh, yeah. it's like beer heaven. They've got everything. They've got everything I could possibly want. They've got it all sorted by brewery and, you know, sorted by country in some parts of the store. It, it, and there's places all over Portland like that. It, it's so hard to say, like, no, I won't try that new Fort George thing that you're talking about. Or, no, I won't go, you know, try this new IPA or this new Hef or something. Right. It, 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 in Oregon, like, we're spoiled, man. We got so much good beer here. Yeah, it's it's everywhere and it's in abundance. You know, like you said, every time you turn around, it's, you know, Frame has a new beer out or Great Notion has a new beer out or Fort George or, you know, enter your favorite brewery, you know, Stickman, Matchless, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Block 15, uh, Hot Valley. I mean, Hot Valley has just taken that, you know, that stash series uh, and just gone absolutely bonkers with it. You know, and, and, and kudos to them. I mean, why not, you know, run with it? But uh, yeah, it's just, there's just so much great beer. And, and uh, I'll say this, being 42, looking at 43 here in a couple of months, I keep seeing exactly where the beer calories are going. I know exactly where they're going <laughs> on my body. So I keep trying to say, okay, let's drink more bourbon. Let's, you know, do more whiskey meals. I, I like Kentucky meals. I'm not really like a, I don't like the standard you know, vodka meals that are, you know, that everybody drinks, but I, I love, I love a good Kentucky meal with some bourbon in it. Um, so I try drinking those instead of, you know, all the calories of a beer, but, uh, it's tough. There's too much good beer and I just really, I just really enjoy it. It's a battle. It's, it's funny how that works. No, I, I, um, growing up, I was always uh, slender. I was always bony and, um, in in college i could get away with wearing like a men's small if i really wanted to and then eight nine years of beer and like you said you know exactly where it goes i have to wear an xl not because of my shoulders or because of my arms or because of my you know my legs but just because of the gut yeah yeah it's it's a it's an unfortunate byproduct you know that last weekend i know i posted on the board you know, this last weekend I, I posted, uh, you know, about how I've been getting into pickleball and I played in my first yeah. pickleball tournament, which I should have done. I've only been playing for, you know, like a month. We, we've, I take it back, some friends and I, you know, got together and played last year, which is when I was introduced to it in the summer. And we played a handful of times and I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. You know, didn't play in the winter and obviously the, the weather warmed back up and it's like, oh, let's, let's try this again. And uh, anyways after three or four weeks, my buddy was like, Hey, let's play this tournament together. He's, he's pretty good. He's better than me. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure I'm going to get whooped. But anyways, the point is, you know, it definitely, I, I love the athletic. Uh, I love the exercise you get in pickleball because it's, it's fast paced. You're moving around a lot. You know, you get, you bur- you do burn some calories, but I'm definitely not as, as spry as I used to be. So if I'm going to want to get any good at that, I'm going to have to, try to trim down the uh maybe trim down the beer or, or run more or something and i hate running i wish i liked running but i absolutely hate it <laughs> oh you and me both man i i used to do it um when i was in college one of my neighbors at oit in the dorms was uh, a member of the cross-country team and so i would run with her and her teammates and and those ladies taught me that is brutal like i i could keep up with them for a mile or two and and then I want to pass out. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. No, it's it's rough. I, I admire all the people that can run because, uh, you know, kudos to you guys. You guys, but it's definitely not me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we're having fun talking off topic, waiting for uh, the elder Stefan Johnson, uh, a, uh, a a prominent coach in North Texas, whose son committed to play wide receiver for the Ducks. Um. Let, let's jump back into the on-topic conversation. I wasn't sure if I'd have time to ask this, but it just worked out all right today. College football playoff. They're thinking about expanding from four schools all the way to 12. What do you think about that number? Well, um, 
that's a really good question actually because uh i did see it linked on the scoop duck message board this morning i uh, didn't even really get a chance to read the article which i know was from yahoo and i think i think the athletic had had kind of you know posed this question uh a couple months back and you know, I, I'm just continue. I continue to struggle with the one thing, and it isn't necessarily related just to this. I struggle with the one thing about college football is we are changing so much, so quickly, and 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 I and I mean that in terms of recruiting, name, image, likeness, uh, the transfer portal, all these other things. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Uh, I don't. Not saying that I don't like this idea. I just don't like all of the changes that we're making that really, for the most part, you think about it, have all come within the last three years, uh, you know, and, and, and they haven't made this change yet. Uh, you know, obviously name image likeness is going to be a huge deal. We already know that. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I've always felt that once you went from two, having two teams in the playoff, I didn't think four was enough. So once they kind of made that decision to go from two to four, instead of just having the championship and expanding it to a 14, I always felt that, you know, you had to have at least eight to kind of make it its own little mini tournament to make it worthwhile. Um, going to 12, I don't know. I mean, I, it, that's a lot. I don't, I, it makes it almost like March madness at that point because a team can get hot and play well. And, you know, and if you're playing good at the right moment, you, you know, you win your last two or three games or whatever the case might be. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think more about it. And I love your question. I'm glad that you asked it to be honest with you, because it's going to get my mind moving yeah. for the next couple of days. But on, on the surface, on the surface, I think it's too many. Okay. All right. Well, I, for what it's worth, I agree. I think 12 is a little too much and the games that would need to be played are a little too much. But we can leave some meat on that bone for the next pod because I think they still have some things to iron out there. Um, it looks like Coach Jay is ready. That's the father of Stefan Johnson. Their family has committed to Oregon. And I'm excited to learn about this. All right, like we said, we're talking with Stefan Johnson, the elder. He's a coach in North Texas. His son is a very hyped four-star wideout named Stefan Johnson who committed to the Ducks. Uh, sir, I'm going to lead this podcast with a question that's always at the tip of my tongue when I get to talk to fathers. I love the way Oregon recruits families. I love the involvement that families have in the lives of their student athletes. And, and I'm just curious for you and your son, what has made Oregon stand out for you? Well, funny thing is Oregon has been his dream school since he was seven or eight years old. Wow. So it, it was a, a seamless uh, transition when he got the offer. Uh, you know, he, he came out of his room and he looked, you know, and I was like, hey, what's going on? He was like that. You know, Oregon just offered me and tears started rolling. So I said, well, you committing right now, right? <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah. You know, so the, the, the offense, the swag, that's always been my son. He was that kid that would change his cleats and gloves at halftime you know, just so he could look good. And my thing was always, well, you know, as, as long as you play like it, then we, I'm okay with that. But so the the, the offense, the, the uniforms, you know, just everything was always, uh, you know, him. And a few years ago, my, my high school head coach, uh, son, Jake Rugraff, played for Oregon. So – it, it started to become surreal when his son got there because he and I would talk all the time. And, you know, he was like, man, I know this is your son's school, you know, favorite school. So he's next. And I was like, well, you know, if, if it happens, great. All we're going to do is, you know, keep working while we wait. And the beauty of it, you know, he, he was blessed to, to, to get the offer. And, you know, it, it was perfect for him. 
So, you know, we'll kind of fast forward ahead here. You guys, uh, you know, locked in, committed prior to visiting. But we're able to change that this weekend with the official visit. A lot of, lot of other uh, visitors with you guys in town. Um, and again, as I mentioned off air, we talked to Sir Mills earlier in the podcast, got his point of view. But from a father's perspective, coming from the state of Texas, what impressed you? What were your biggest takeaways from this weekend? And, and what is this staff doing really, really well that, that, you know, is giving them the success that they're having? Well, that's a very, very easy question to answer. One, the, the city of Eugene is, is beautiful. Uh, a good friend of mine that actually works for me, one of my uh, media people, personnel, she lives in Eugene, a high school friend. So they, they had already told me uh, ahead of time that, you know, Eugene was, was beautiful and it, it was absolutely amazing. But before that, leading up to it, Crystal Ball, and uh, Coach B-Mac would text us pretty much every other day, you know, just with well wishes and, you know, just kind of motivating stuff. For me, it was that part. I always told my son, you know, when, when you start looking at schools, pick a school where the, the relationship is reciprocal, where you can give and also receive just as much as you give. Because we understand that, you know, football is a, a – college football is a business, you know. So the, the, the key is where you fit in, what system you fit in, and how you fit in as a family and, and how they relate to you. And, and you know, will the coaches accept you for who you are? And he's happy. The rest was, you know, me just being the dad from, you know, a distance watching and understanding that even though this is the school of his dreams is it, coming together because they truly want him to be a part of it. So for me, that that was enough. Uh, you know, we we heard that the staff's pretty involved off the, you know, from the get go when you get off the plane in Eugene. What were what were the maybe like the one or two you know, highlights for you from this weekend that just, you know, the dinner or meeting the coaches or, or, you know, I know some of the kids with bowling and stuff. What were a couple of things that really stood out to you? Okay. Well, I, man, listen, I, I, I'm long winded being a coach. So I, <laughs> I, I talk a lot. So slow me down. If, if, if I, I start talking too much, cause that, that's my thing. I, I don't mind talking. So you're the, good, man. The you're, first, you're- you're talking to an internet blogger and a radio guy, so we're the same way. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So, the first thing when we got meeting that was great for me. And Coach Cristobal was in the airport waiting with a smile, and I was like, okay, you know, he, he's legit. Plus the fact that going back, I've always been a, a Cristobal fan because – he played at University of Miami under Jimmy Johnson, you know, later on. And Jimmy Johnson is one of my favorite coaches, Texas guy. And I'm a Cowboys fan. So, I mean, that that, that was kind of a no-brainer to, to like Crystal Ball, you know, because of that. And uh, he's always been that that overachiever. You know, he, he coaches with a, a chip on his shoulder. So, for me, that was great. Getting off the plane, you know, him being there, uh, it was it was a warm welcome, you know. Got to the hotel; those guys were great. The staff was great. The hotel was, you know, amazing. And I'm in a hotel. Week in my business, so great staff. Um, the school first day, we get off the elevator, and we were kind of the last, the very last group to go up. Uh, at, at Artson. And when we got off the, the, you know, the welcome was loud. It was, you know, cheers and, you know, it, it kind of, you know, made it a really surreal moment, you know, where you kind of want to get a little teary eyed, you know, where you're just excited and you just watch the, the excitement for, for your kid. You know, it's like, wow, you know, this is really, really happening for him. 
So just from from day one to the day that we left, uh, it was more of a family feeling. We understand that it's, it's the recruiting trip. So, you know, they have to, to do the protocols and, and things of that nature. But it, it, it felt genuine. So I was really happy with that. So Oregon is, you know, obviously making an attempt to get into the state of Texas uh, a little more. And so far that's paid off, you know, not only with your son, but, uh, you know, safety commitment or Holoby. Is this, you know, is this something you think that the Ducks should continue to do? Obviously, I know it's worked for you guys, but I mean, are you, from the other targets in the area that, that you guys are working on, I mean, is, it, is, is this something that you think that the Ducks can take advantage of? Absolutely. And, and they have a great person on, uh, on their team that they should probably think about putting on the staff in my son because he would actually, if you talk to Sir Wells, with both of them being nicknamed Boogie, he was on him all weekend about committing, and he did. So uh, he's hitting the ground running as far as recruiting right now for, uh, for the school. So he's doing a great job already. And, of course, you know, me having access to, to kids all over the country, all they had to do was tell me, hey, you know, these are the kids we're looking for, and – I'm already, you know, on the hunt, uh, pointing kids in that direction. So for me, it, it, it's fun, you know, getting kids and putting kids in situations where they can, you know, be seen and, and, and things of that nature. Just, you know, being a coach, I, I'm not a recruiter. I, I don't get paid to do it. I just love helping kids put themselves in, in a position to win. So uh, definitely Texas, you know, is a great, state to come in and really get some great kids because it's it's a lot of them so definitely i think they're headed in the right direction uh you know with that you know coach if you don't mind maybe expanding a little bit on on what you're doing i know you're working with coast to coast uh you know and true exposure some other things that you've got all kind of tied in together uh you know how i guess maybe expand on that a little bit about what you're doing and why that's going to, you know, maybe benefit not only Oregon, but the, like you said, the ability to get some of those guys in front of the Ducks and in front of the right coaches to get them noticed. Well, Coast to Coast started 20 years ago. That is, uh, it started out as a track team. And it kind of evolved into uh, training and kind of, you know, helping assist kids and, and understanding the recruiting process. Uh, because I've had older kids that I've trained and also my, my own kids that, you know, played high school and, and college. So that's where Coast to Coast came in. And the uh, the big one as far as with the kids is True Exposure. So we have Championship 7v7 under the True Exposure umbrella. That's one of the many verticals. And that is the biggest one right now because we host – tournaments in, in France, uh, Canada, and all over the, the northwest of the, the U.S. So we have anywhere from 60 to 120 teams in any of our tournaments. So we get to see a lot of great kids playing, you know, football every single week from uh, January to, to June. So it, it's it's great to, to be able to stage a lot of great kids, a lot of great competition and also help coaches and help kids understand that, you know, how to market themselves, how to brand themselves, and things like that. So True Exposure has been an uh, integral part in giving kids a foundation to achieve their dreams. And, you know, soon we're going to roll off into uh, volleyball, track, you know, things like that. So – those are, you know, the, the, the major pieces that I get to see kids, you know, compete. I, I'm a speed guy. You know, football is, is my love, uh, but I also love track and field. Uh, I, I ran track, you know, growing up just to stay in shape for football, and I just fell in love with it. So training, I, I love to train for speed. So that just kind of makes it, you get it? Fun, fun for me. 
did you get a chance to check out the the new track stadium at Oregon? I fell in love. I, I was already in love <laughs> with it, but just, just, I mean, just standing in it, it was crazy. And I'm praying that you know he will run there. You know, hopefully, hopefully he will. You know, he's kind of on the fence, but he's he's really good at the 200 and the long jump. Uh, so I, I think if he can go 24, 25 this this senior season, that that might be enough. To uh, he's at 23 feet right now. So hopefully, you know, we can we can see him on uh, on that field soon. That, I, that sounds like that would definitely be uh, definitely be a highlight, uh, you know, for a father, you know, somebody that enjoys track, watching your son compete out there. I would think. Oh man, I mean that that would like I, I I'd be speechless just to <laughs> just to watch it. You know, yeah. fo- football is football is you know is his first love. Uh, so you know, I have to take a back seat to that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, as a father myself, you know, we, we all, well, obviously we always enjoy what our kids are, are doing or having success in, but yeah. Uh, you know, for you having that, that, uh, love for track would probably make that special as well. But, um, circling back to recruiting as we, as we semi wrap up here, uh, you guys committed Oregon, took your official visit, uh, at, at least from your eyes, I know recruiting's fluid, things can change, but, I mean, you guys seem fairly locked in at the moment. Is that pretty fair to say? I would say one million percent locked in, and, and I'm speaking from, you know, my perspective, and I, I know he feels the same way. There is, from everything that I've seen about the school, uh, I, I don't see a, a better fit anywhere for him. His his style of play, uh, the way he likes to play the game, uh, just you know, it, from again his swag just everything about it, the coaching staff, you know, their attention to detail. A lot of people don't know his football IQ is, is extremely, extremely high. So he loves to learn about the game and the way they teach the game is going to work out perfectly for him. And the development wise, you know, it's, it's a perfect fit just from, you know, everything. And he's more than likely going to, um, have communications as his his background when he when he's there. You know he loves to smile. He loves to be in front of the camera. I'm like, what better place to be than you know Nike Town, where you have access to you know media and, and everything else. So it, it's a great fit for him. Amazing, amazing, perfect. Do you guys have uh, any? I know this was the official, but do you guys have any re- return plans? Uh, you know either later this summer or in the fall? Absolutely. We're actually trying to, if, if I can make it work, I know we're going to end of July. That's locked in. Uh, and if we can get there earlier, then, you know, we will. I want him to get out there and, and actually hit the ground running, getting some work, you know, on the field. We're all about work. The, what got him to this point is a crazy work ethic. We're constantly – you know, coast to coast, my my motto was half speed will travel, which which meant that, you know, I got a, a, a small group of kids and we'll go anywhere and, and get on a track and, and eat you alive. So our that concept has always been a part of, you know, what he, what he does in, in training where, you know, we're going to work, we're going to work a lot and, you know, we're going to travel and, and put it to the test. So. He definitely want to get out there as soon as possible so he can start working and, and really understand early what they're looking for. So next year, you know, during the season, it's already in the back of his mind. And, you know, we can continue to train and pre- prepare before he gets there. He wants to get there and, and be ready to go whenever they need him. Uh. My last question, I think I think I said the last one was, but I, are you uh, is he planning on it enrolling early or will he be a, uh, a summertime enrolling? He'll be a summer summer guy. Uh, he's going to finish up track at, at DeSoto 
and then head to to Oregon. Perfect. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even think about track, so that definitely makes sense for him to to take advantage of that as well. Because I'm sure sure he's hoping for a big senior season. Yes, yes, and you know we're preparing for it uh, daily with the nutrition training. You know, besides just the whole nine, we're we're doing everything that we can to make sure that you know he goes into his last year ready to go. Great. Well, Coach, I know uh, you know we appreciated your time. I know it's very valuable. You've got a lot going on, a lot on your plate, but you know, and we would love to you know, bring you on again as this, you know, recruiting cycle continues and as your son's journey know. continues. And, uh, and definitely, you, guys are, you guys are great. Let me know. I, I'm, I'm here. Okay. No, we'd love to have you on again. And we appreciate you, coach. Not a problem. Thank you guys, man. It, it, it was a pleasure. And I look forward to talking to you guys again. You know, one thing that pops out to me from that conversation, parents there's a joy that they get watching their kids perform. And I know you can relate to that as, as the soccer dad of Southern Oregon, but uh, so, so can that last guest. I mean, he, he talks about not only how fun it is to watch his son play football, but how he loves watching his son run track. Yeah. I mean, you know, those are, you know, I obviously I'm not going to put, you know, words in, in Coach Johnson's mouth, but I mean, as a as a parent, and you know, my son already now a sophomore in high school. You know, you really start to appreciate the time that you have left. You know, with them being you know in high school, and and of course, you know, they can go on to college and, and play there as well, but not everyone does. So, you know, as those years start to kind of dwindle down, and it, you know, they go from four to three to two to one. You every every event, you know, every every little thing is is you know, magnified. So I'm sure he's, he's eating it up knowing, and, and maybe even more so the fact that, you know, I know Texas was a little bit more open during the pandemic than the state of Oregon, but, you know, I'm sure it was different. And so, you know, as we enter to what looks like a period that'll be looking a little bit more like normal for everyone, I'm sure he's probably, you know, uber excited to kind of get back to that and, and, you know, being able to see him run a full season and play a full football season and, and do all that. And, uh, I mean, those are, I mean, honestly, any parent knows, you know, I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir. Those are just the, you know, the memories that you take with you forever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so two great interviews today, Sir Mel's a defensive tackle that committed to the ducks and the elder Stefan Johnson, whose son Stefan Johnson will commit to play wide receiver at Oregon. Um, we also talked about kind of the, the general agenda in recruiting right now and the edge that Oregon has in recruiting right now and a little bit on baseball at the top of the show. Uh, tough go for those Ducks as they lose in the regional last night. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? No, I think that's uh, that's a wrap. Good Great podcast this week. Great guests. Always engaging. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're able to do, to do it again next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Scoop Duck and Hi-Fi is the name of the podcast. You can find us on practically any podcast app. If you can't find it, reach out to me. I've got a Scoop Duck account under my real name, Matt Bagley. And I'm, I'm usually lurking in the comments section, especially on the, the podcast thread there, scoopduck.com. If you let me know, hey, Matt, I couldn't find this, or hey, Matt, it glitched out on Podbean or Apple or, or wherever, just, just tell me about it. Let me know. Scoop Duck and Hi-Fi, leave us a rating or a review. Share it with a friend that's a Duck fan. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Go Ducks. I can do this night like all day long.